Hello, everyone, and welcome to our today's conversation about the Creative Society on Alatra TV UK channel. Would you like to live in a better world? Would you like our society to be a harmonious, supportive, a creative one? Would you like every person on earth to be guaranteed freedom, safety, prosperity, equality, and happiness? If you've answered yes to at least one of these questions, then you're today in the right place. Because today we're going to talk exactly about such type of society, the creative society. And we will discuss how we can build it together in the shortest time possible. My name is Anna, and today we will be hosting this live conversation together with Ala. And now she will tell you a little bit more about the project of Creative Society and introduce our dear guest. Thank you, Anna, and hello, dear friends. Creative Society is a unique global project which has been launched on platform of a larger international public movement. Such life conversation are the one of the ways to make everyone aware of the real opportunity and real chance to make the world a beautiful place we all want to live in. And it's my absolute pleasure to introduce our today's guest, is Dr. Nahib A. Jahan. And welcome to our, to our conversation today in On Alatra TV, Dr. Nahib, and we are very happy to have you with us today. Thank you for accepting our invitation. We are very happy to have you there with us. Could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? What are you doing and what are your motivations and uh, inspirations in life? Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, thank you for uh, arranging this conversation, and especially in this nice platform, especially the Creative Society that you are uh, taking multiple initiatives to build or work for creating this uh, Creative Society. I do appreciate a lot. So, uh, so far you have already introduced my name. I'm Dr. Nahid Akhtar Jahan. Uh, I'm as a professor. Uh, I'm in the teaching uh, in this uh, academia for last uh, 10 years. I have already worked in three universities. And uh, so all of the journey was bitter and sweet, but it was very charming for me uh, because uh, women education, women scientists, and all these issues are very uh, crucial, challenging, mm -hmm. but uh, interesting in the perspective of the society where I live. And the thing that you mentioned that what is the motivation behind uh, working as an educator? Because there are lots of motivation. My father was a teacher. He was a professor too. Although my mother was a housewife, but uh, growing up uh, in a society where I, 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 I saw and experienced lots of disparity about the uh, education for women and uh, men. So, uh, but so I, 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 so this gives me the inspiration and motivation that I, I, I will have to achieve certain goal uh, as a, not like, uh, because I, I saw my mother as a housewife, but I, I saw my father as a, a professor, so there is a disparity in the family. So I thought that I should um, break this disparity. I should uh, attain this kind of uh, equal goal, just like my father, I want to be a professor. So I had to struggle a lot, but I finally achieved, and uh, it was not uh, very smooth, but, uh, Ultimately, I could uh, attain. You, you may uh, consider me as a lucky, but I, I thought it's not that lucky because there was lots of hurdles, lots of hindrance. 
but I had to fight. I had to fight for that. And uh, I went to the Japan. I finished my uh, education, PhD and postdoc. And then mm -hmm. I thought that I should come back. Mm -hmm. I should come back so that I can create some inspirational order or something for uh, the other women in my neighborhood so that they can feel motivated seeing me. Mm -hmm. So that they can be motivated to do something just like me. So that was the motivation. And uh, so that, uh, that was my uh, dream every day. That was my goal every day. So to create uh, some inspiration for some of the women around me, because if I can contribute or if I can change one of uh, the girl or woman around me, then I think uh, it will be very, it will, it, it will create some happiness inside me. And every day this drives me a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your wonderful story. And as today's topic, uh, the topic of our conversation is creative society. Before we ask you any further questions, I would like just to shortly tell our viewers a little bit more about the project itself. And to start, I would like to ask our technical support to show us a short video about this project and how it came to life. This Creative Society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves. After we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and well, we talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the Creative Society is the result of the desire, the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it. They tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that, yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. As you can see, this is not just a, some project of some organization. This is a project of people and for people and by people. This project was born because so many of us have felt for so long that there is something wrong with the world the way it is right now, that this consumeristic format of society we've been living in for so long that has penetrated our minds and every every part of our life, it's, it leads us to that end as a civilization. It's, it doesn't lead us to creation, to something good, to the development, and we need to change it. And we all feel, especially right now, during these hard times, that we need this change, we crave this change, that it is exactly now that we should take certain actions, some actions to change the way the world it is now and to create a better society, to create a better future for our children and to create a happy, a wonderful, a safe world for all people. And I'm very excited to ask you, Nahid, about what do you, how do you envision the creative society? How do you see the world, a perfect, a wonderful, supportive world where you would like to live? 
I think uh, every everyone, every other woman, uh, or every other every other person just like me, and uh, they uh, they ambition or they uh, they dream of uh, a creative or conducive society. If the society is conducive, um, that means uh, if uh, a society that is going to be very conducive for every every human being, regardless of the religion, regardless of the gender. Mm -hmm. And there will be equal rights for every other woman, every other human being. Freedom of speech is very imperative. Tolerance should be there. Mm -hmm. Empathy should be there. Integrity should be there. And transparency is very important. That you have already mentioned in the, one of the uh, pillar of your society, right? So these kind of things are very uh, indispensable or imperative to ensure uh, the peace or happiness or mental peace. Uh, and they, sh they should be co coexist. And I, I think that education is very necessary uh, because it is going to teach you to value all these things. Mm -hmm. And therefore, uh, these, I think the, the things that I have mentioned, these are the key elements of a constructive society because if there is no uh, humanity, if there is no gender equality, if there is no equal right for every, every human being. So not tolerance in that thing. So you cannot make a constructive society or conducive environment to have a creative uh, mind or, or happiness. If you're not happy inside, you cannot do any creative uh, contribution to the society ultimately. Mm -hmm. So uh, science and educations uh, all together with the, all this evolution of all this um, technology for sustainable development are of course the uh, powerful, powerful uh, tools or vitals to make our lives better. Uh, that means uh, sufficient uh, food sufficiency. Uh, providing uh, medication, vaccination for all the amenities. So science and education are the key inputs. But I think um, love and tolerance, and tolerance for different other opinions is also very important. That I believe. Uh, so I, of course, believe that this cannot be done in a day because Rome, because nothing can be done in a day. Um, so life is not a bed of rules. And we have to work hard for that. And we have to bring all the human beings to think in the same uh, kind of empathy or same kind of togetherness. That means you have to bring all them in the same platform. If they all can feel the same thing that I'm or you are feeling, then you can bring a positive change. So uh, just like any other human being, I think of an equal world for uh, everybody's equal and humanity should be the uh, it's so beautiful. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Eco society, the good society where everybody lives in happiness, prosperity, where everyone feels safe. This is very important. And you already mentioned now education. Education is a very important key for actually solved all many crises in our world. Same just cultural misunderstandings and traditions misunderstandings. We need to learn from each other. We need to know. How can we cooperate, live together in harmony and peace, and just basically respect each other? And uh, Nahid, we know that uh, you have been engaged in field of education and for so many years. And you've been as a student and also as a professor. So you, you basically know this field from both sides, from as a students and, and uh, teachers as well. So I'd like to ask you that question. How do you see education in creative society? What should we change or improve? Or what can we do today to make it accessible for everyone? 
how do you see that perfect education for everybody? I think the onus is ultimately on the world leaders. So uh, if education can be free for everyone, so uh, because uh, I as a I, I as a uh, personally as a professor I cannot change everything I cannot make a greater change but I think the uh, if I can uh, on the context of Bangladesh if I, I can say that uh, the uh, the literacy rate in our country was less than one percent uh, in uh, 1920 uh, before 1920 mm -hmm. but now the literacy rate has increased a lot 71.8 percent. And higher, even the, uh, for the woman participation in the higher education is increased to 34%. So it didn't happen mm -hmm. in one, one day. So mm -hmm. it, uh, it took a long, long time. And uh, there was a pioneer, Begum Nukia. She was the first to uh, uh, women educationist. And uh, she, was, uh, she fought for women rights and women employment and uh, women education. She was the first uh, woman feminist uh, thinker and writer. So it was long time ago, it was 1960. Now it's almost 100 years. Uh, so we come forward and the literacy rate increase. So our government and non-government organization are working hard. So there are lots of factors that can play an important role. Uh, so I think um, yeah, religion can play a very important role in our country, mm -hmm. the perspective of our country, so far I say that. Uh, because our people here are very religious mind so uh, often um, we think uh, often we think that uh, religion actually historically in Bangladesh, um, so education uh, the literacy rate was uh, lower because the religious norm. Mm -hmm. uh, what it happened, uh, it actually created some predicaments. All or I can say that this religious norm prevented education and bulk literacy, and uh, but. Uh, but how were the people caught up once the strong support for education is uh, ingrained in the religious uh, uh, scriptures become known to them? So, but it didn't happen uh, dramatically that I have mentioned. So, I think uh, the government and non-government organization still have many opportunity to create or uh, initiative to make such a massive awareness programs to propagate the value of the education, especially the female educations, by involving all the kind of institutions like mosque by madrasa, by talking with the religious scholars and teachers. Through, the, through them, they can disseminate or they can propagate mm -hmm. the positive messages about female education to the society. And then maybe people um, will feel uh, more uh, encouraged to send their women, uh, female, girl uh, children to, to, to the schools because uh, what happened, uh, I think uh, in our country, child marriage is a very prevalent issue, widespread. Um, you can see from the database that about 60% uh, girls uh, before 18 uh, are, get, are getting married. And 22% oh, wow. girls are getting married who are below 15. So mm -hmm. this is happening because of the poverty. This is happening because of the lack of safety, social norms, patriarchy, and the mindset and the, the non-equality in the gender. So government is trying hard to, to do this or, or to overcome all this uh, problem. So um, I think uh, when we look for this progress, so uh, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite uh, um, positive about that, that things are being changed. And uh, I think uh, we, can, we, can, we can implement the uh, religion uh, to def uh, to defeat the social disorders and support uh, the welfare 
uh, of the human beings, especially for for the women who are um, underprivileged. So uh, I always uh, try to uh, I always try to uh, create this kind of atmosphere in my, uh, in my students. I always encourage them to bring or talk to the female students because in science or engineering, very small amount of students uh, are getting admitted. So we often talk to the parents to encourage uh, to send their uh, send the girls girls uh, for uh, science. So that uh, even not only me in our department also we uh, we talk to the clubs and there are lots of activities we always uh, we take uh, lots of uh, programs in our hands and uh, we organize so many programs uh, to encourage all the students and sometimes in online also we we are taking lots of initiatives and uh, sometimes cultural programs and many uh, where we engage all the stakeholders so that they understand uh, the necessity of. Uh, Woman to uh, for higher education. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for your answer. And you have said that we need to educate all society, all humanity, and uh, because this is the first what we need to do, and so people can understand it's not okay to be married before 18 because of the reason, the poverty or stuff like this. It seems to be a, it's your life, and you only live this life once. And education is a it's your right, you know, it's like simple human rights to understand how world works and what you can do and achieve with your life, what opportunities are there for you and to understand what you want with your life. I don't say it's wrong to marry or not marry, it's okay, but I'm saying that you, you right to have choice because you're a human being and this choice has to be protected and supported. If you want to go to study and learn the, or just travel around the world or see the world, you can do it. It's up to you and it's your life. And uh, we all have a responsibility on us to raise the great people around us, to make them really, like let's say, proud to be in society and to make the society a beautiful place to live in, basically just respecting their own choices and uh, choice of education as well, the simple human right, as I said today. Thank you so much for your answer. Okay. And I liked a lot also how you combined the question of religion and education. It is it is really wonderful, I think, because right, right now, I think one of the problems also of the consumer society is that everything is divided. All the sciences, all the disciplines, people, everything that is was possible to divide was divided. And but it, it's you know, we need a more holistic approach because also education, it's not just to teach people some profession, you know, just only very limited set of skills. So they go and do the same stuff for the rest of their lives. This is just not education. And I love the idea of combining it yeah, with religion because, because this is what education should be. It should, first of all, teach a person to be a human being teach us how not to have conflicts or if we have ones, you know, to resolve them peacefully, how to talk to each other, how to live together peacefully, teach people about themselves, you know, how control them, how to control themselves, how to control their thoughts, how to stay positive, you know, all, G all these so basic and so crucial skills that, yeah, again, right now, educational system is unfortunately lacking. Yes. And another... Yeah, I would like to mention one thing that you have, yeah, so that thing actually I wanted to mention that actually a religion, we often think that it's a, it's a hindrance, but not always, because all the major religion in terms of followers or whatever, I understand that there's no conflict with the development. 
because all the religion actually as long as it is is working for the people they are talking about the people uh, they are they are concerned about uh, the poor disadvantaged one and the vulnerable one and most religion have no problem with such such kind of things attaining to self sufficiency or modern education even including the girls education and ensuring em uh, employment hmm. and even poverty reduction all the most of the uh, re religion they talk about this kind of thing right mm -hmm. so but uh, maybe we cannot actually uh, neglect uh, or somebody can argue that uh, there is some uh, superstition or misinformation or misinterpretation of the religion and sometimes this can act as a factor of hindrance of the development but i suggest that religion based explanation can be used to encourage fertility reduction by female mm -hmm. education because if you are going to educate your female the fertility reduction will be there not only in bangladesh or in many other uh, majority muslim majority countries uh, and therefore this kind of female education can be encouraged uh, through the religion based justification and therefore it can help you to lower the fertility rate and therefore you can attain a smaller size of family and even you can actually uh, um, increase the life life standard so mm -hmm. therefore i think female education is very important so i think so uh, so in order to ensure that religion become a complementary factor rather than hindrance the mm -hmm. government should do work for that so that was my suggestion actually in order to have a uh, or you know to promote positive changes in the society we can uh, we can use or explore the religion as an mm -hmm. important element thank you thank you very much wonderful wonderful answer and in your answers you've already touched upon the topic of family a little bit and i would like to continue discussing this topic the topic of family values because yeah again we understand that what we at the moment right now pass to our children is going to shape the way the world will be in the future this is this will be the world we all will live in so what we pass on to to our children, what values we teach them is, is so crucial for all of us. It's going to shape the society as it is. And I would like to ask you the question, what values do you think parents should teach their children? What relationship, you know, what the whole relationships between children and parents, what should they be based on? Uh, yes, of course, you mentioned a very, uh, very nice uh, sentence over here. Children are the future of the nation, right? Children are the future of the nation, and uh, we must have to create a child-sensitive society. And mm -hmm. in order to create a child-sensitive society, it is very important that we are going to listen to children, right? Mm -hmm. Listening to children and value their opinion is very important. We shouldn't consider our children as if they are very small and they do not <laughs> understand anything. But no, they understand everything. They are even more intelligent than us. So we have to value them. We have to listen. It's very important that we have to listen to our children, and uh, so bonding is very necessary. And uh, you, I think, as a parent or as a teacher, I think that uh, we should uh, equally distribute or distribute our moral uh, responsibility to equally, uh, starting from the very beginning, from the primary mm -hmm. education, from the family life, to both our our son and daughter. Uh, so all this disparity or inequality of the gender actually starts from the family, mm -hmm. uh, whether you agree or not, but I believe or I perceive. 
and from the education, primary education itself. If the educator or as a parent or as a teacher, we all we always distribute the moral responsibility equally on the shoulder of both our son and daughter, mm -hmm. and we teach them how to value each and every one in your family. If we discuss with them, uh, and then we and listening to them, then this is very imperative. Now, now, nowadays, uh, in our education system, sometimes I feel that sometimes there is a failure in the education system because maybe in, even in our education, uh, educated society, we see lots of violence against women, right? Mm -hmm. Then, do you think that there is a um, gap of education? Of course, because you are teaching, uh, teaching your uh, son. Mm -hmm. the mathematics the science the arts and social science everything but even if they cannot build the cons the conscience they cannot build the sense of empathy the sense of ethics or moral prosperity prosperity there is then what is the purpose of education so mm -hmm. uh, as a parent or as an educator i believe that uh, this kind of moral responsibility should be equally distributed to both of them and so you have to discuss you have to teach both of your son and daughter how to behave properly. In, in many of the family, I have uh, noticed that uh, from my neighborhood, from my own experience or my, uh, I found that they, uh, even parents, they, they treat their uh, the daughter differently and the son differently. So it happens mm -hmm. in, uh, I, I do not know about all other culture, but from my culture, I found so nowadays, uh, scenario is being changing, but we should equally uh, treat them from the starting from the family, mm -hmm. and uh, and also in the primary education to tertiary to higher education. Then things is going to be changed. And another thing I would like to mention here that our urban planning or infrastructure, this should be built in such a way that this should be very uh, child. They, they should consider the child safety. They should uh, mm -hmm. bring the greenery back in our cities because I feel that. I live in a city and my uh, daughter is deprived of lots of things, uh, especially uh, they are exposed to very high level of noise and pollutions and the health and public uh, transport and uh, restaurant and museums. There are, these are not child friendly and there's mm -hmm. very limited opportunities for them to follow sports and educational activities. So uh, they become over-reliance on the technology for recreation. And this is uh, it's very, um, uh, I think uh, harmful for them. Uh, so, as mm -hmm. a parent, I, I want them uh, uh, to. I want. I want to have a uh, urban planning or uh, city where the, all the greenery will be there. They can do lots of activities, sports, mm -hmm. and uh, so eventually, this is going to be helpful for them to mm -hmm. to bring up them up holistically. Thank you so much. Yes, it's so right about this. Uh, all these values in our life is very important. And the children is the first cell of our society. And of course, if in our families, we're going to teach them how to basically respect each other and treat everybody equal and right. So and pass this most important values into them. And they can just uh, grow, grow up to very good people as well, isn't it? And doesn't matter what country we live from, because we have real humans first, real people, and we shouldn't just basically separate anybody from anything, doesn't matter your religion, social status, or your age, or gender, or anything. We're humans, we're people, and we all deserve that equal rights and equal treatment as well. And thank you so much, uh, for your answer. It's very beautiful, and you're right. Everything starts with us today, and all society depends on every single of us. 
on each of us because we're all in this one big human family living and we all should basically unite and function in the harmony and help each other to realize that enough to be the people who is uh, just living in an unfair world. It's time for change. The time to change and create the world we all deserve to live in and leave something for our children, for the generations to be proud of. Thank you so much for all the answers. Welcome. And I'm very much happy to actually share my opinion with you, to have this conversation with you. So I think that I'm privileged that I can share my opinion. I think this, this is very important that all the initiatives that you're taking, you're, uh, you're trying to build a constructive and creative society. Hmm. I think everybody's going to be agreeing with you eventually. Uh, I think everybody wants happy, uh, to live in happy or peaceful mind. Who doesn't? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be safe and happy, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> life and you all deserve to be in a better world and better life. You can do it, you really can. So we, have, we have to transform uh, to uh, actually from this consumerist materialism to, yes. to the human uh, more uh, moral prosperity based society. This is imperative. People are now look. I see in that that people are hankering after money, money making, monetary. These are and uh, buying <laughs> expensive uh, things to make them happy. I I do, I do not feel that buying expensive or uh, thing make uh, make us happy. But I believe that. Uh, if we can contribute something for the society. And I think every human being wants to contribute to the society. They have to have a mm -hmm. sense of belongingness or ownership. If you can create a society where everybody is going to feel that they belong to the society, they can contribute to the society, actively take into the part, it can actually create or changes the confidence level. And ultimately this can lead to the happiness and then, mm -hmm. therefore it can lead to the creativeness. So uh, I think not like that, You're, we are going to provide everything, food and everything. People do not die uh, because of food. I believe that people die because of unhappiness, because yeah. of depression, because it's of depression and unhappiness. If you can be happy, and then you can create a great change, that I believe. It's a creative society, where is uh, the unit of creative society, fundamental unit is human. And everything is there for his rights and his needs as well. That's why we can do different stuff uh, and move from consumer's mind, from consumerism-oriented society to the creative, supportive, harmonious one. And Alana is going to tell us more about this creative project. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, everything you say resonates inside. And I would even say that if there were an alternative name for the creative society, I think it would be the society of happy people, because this is, yeah, this is the basic, the most, you know, intimate inner craving of all people. As you said, this is exactly what unites all of us, this, this craving for happiness, this need for happiness. And it's our natural state. Everything that takes us out of it is just, <laughs> just has to go. And I feel that we've been talking about the Creative Society project for so long now, and we haven't mentioned where our viewers can read more information about it and where they can join. So I'll just tell a couple of words about that. Uh, you can uh, join our project of Creative Society on our official website, alatraunites.com. There you also can see 
the article about the eight foundations. We've already mentioned them briefly today. And also there you will find the three stages of building a creative society. Right now, we all are at the informational stage. This is the first stage. And it's a very important stage because the logic here is very simple. The more people will learn, will know about this project, the more people will join and the faster this whole project will be implemented. Yes, and uh, this is why we invite everybody to share this video from these two hashtags, hashtag Alatra Unites and hashtag Create Society. And please, dear viewers, join our website, go to Alatra Unites page and look for yourself. What world you would like to live in? Choose for yourself what world our children deserve to live in. And right now, to see your alternative, what we have and what can we do, we would like to show you a short video from the conference, United We Can. Aliens came to Earth. At first, they flew around it, saw everything, and then decided to talk to the people on Earth. They asked, why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants. But why do you have so many hungry and homeless people? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them. But why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money and we're trying to take it away from others. The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves? said the aliens. Yes. After this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. <laughs> yes, uh, joke on us. It's the reality of our consumerist oriented format of society. And we also understand, all of us understand now, we, sh we should do something about that. And we have resources, we do have them, and it all depends on how we spend them, on what we put them in. So it needs to work much more smarter today in our, with our resources and our time and without just uh, with everything what we have right now, without actually that uh, attitude towards the environment and people around us. We need, first of all, what we need to do is to make the relationship is better between people and change ourselves and make thinking about and treat everybody equal, right? And uh, just with respect. And this is why this short cartoon is had show us it's the reality of today's days. So I'd like to ask you quick this question is, uh, you, we already speak about this uh, today, but we all understand it's necessary to change the format of our society. And uh, one of the ways doing that because we, as a tradition on this channel, what we're doing right now, we use the sphere of six handshakes. And we invite guests to our program, and so they can invite somebody else. And this, this creative initiative will be goes on, and so people will understand 
it's not, it's, uh, we have alternative, we have creative society, we have the way out of this consumerist format uh, of society. And I'd like to ask you, Nahid, could you please share with us the name of the person who you would like to invite for our next live broadcast? Yes, of course. Uh, I refer to uh, Manaki Indian colleague. Uh, she is Divitami uh, Mijan. She is an associate of, uh, assistant officer in uh, one of the public universities. Um, I think uh, she will be interested in uh, joining the Creative Society just like me because uh, uh, she is in the same uh, uh, mindset uh, just like me. I think she is going to enjoy the conversation with you. Uh, so I'm going to refer uh, her number and uh, everything in detail. Uh, so I think she's going to be very, um, I think she is going to be very uh, encouraged to join. And is it okay? Yes, it's fantastic. Of course. So much. We are looking forward for her. And maybe you can participate as a co-host and take my place or Anna's place and just to have this beautiful conversation with uh, your colleague as well. And uh, we can we just look forward both of you to our program next time. That will be interesting and very wonderful. Thank you so, so much for that. And we would like to remind our viewers how to join the project Create Society. So please, anyone who would like to join this wonderful project can visit our website, alachiunionize.com, where you can see the red Join Us button. And once you join it, you can see this form. You can choose your language and show this, uh, fill this short form and uh, just submit. And participants of Alachi International Public Moments will contact you. And thank you, and congratulations, you're now with us. <laughs> you can participate in any way you can, in any way you want, from just to be a co-host or part of our technical support team, or just to share with us your vision and your opinion on great society. You're welcoming everyone to this beautiful project, this is calling for all humanity right now, to unite under the one same goal, the same effort, to build a beautiful world all the just to live in. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Thank, you. Thank you. It was very nice conversation. I enjoyed a lot. And it was a very nice platform. I appreciate each and everyone. Thank you, Dr. Nahib. It was absolutely pleasure to speak to you today. And uh, thank you for such a wonderful, inspiring and enriching conversation we had today. You just shared so much amazing like uh, examples of what we can do about our society. What can we today already clean up and make it beautiful and make it different what we can together all unite and do and this is fantastic thank you so much we wish you all the best and all the luck with a new path and new work as well and uh, so yes uh, we're very happy to have you with us today thank i you. wish everyone thank you creative society a great success i wish each and everyone who are working relentlessly for this creative society my all the best wishes are always for them and I'm happy to be part of it right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Maybe you would like to wish something for all our viewers now from your heart, some message you would like to pass for them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a message. Maybe you would like to say everybody something right now like from your heart, what you wish for humanity. Okay, so um, yes, uh, sorry, it's overwhelming questions, but then, yes, it's uh, Anna. Thank you. I just want to sum up, yes, that the Creative Society Project is, as we've seen today, as we've discussed today, 
is the project of all people, of all humanity, because this world, the perfect world, is what we all want and what we all deserve. And by joining our efforts, any effort, there is no big or small effort here. There is nobody who is more important or less important. We're all the same. We all want the same thing. We are all one humanity. And by joining our efforts, by, by acting as one, we can build such a wonderful world so much faster. I thank you, Nahid, for being with us today. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you, our viewers. And bye. Bye. Unprecedented event of present history. Initiative that comes from people around the world. Main project of humanity. People stopped being silent about urgent issues of our society. How it all started. May 2019. International Online Conference, Society, The Last Chance. 140 countries of the world, hundreds of thousands of people online, hundreds of broadcast platforms, translated into seven languages simultaneously. If we all want to live in peace, why do we have a world of violence and destruction? It is up to us to build a different world. How can we do it? December 2020, Creative Society, United We Can, 180 countries of the world, millions of people online, thousands of streaming platforms, 35 languages simultaneously translated. People have voiced today's reality and what they truly desire. And it is the Creative Society. All cultures have an image of the ideal world people want to live in. A world that prophets talked about. The time has come when we can make it real. How will we use this chance? Let's meet March 20, 2021, 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time international online event of global scale. Creative Society, what the prophets dreamed of. This is the day the world will unite to find out the truth. Join the entire humanity and spread the message.